My name is Sean O'Leary. I'm a person with a disability. And as a person with a disability, I want to see others with disabilities succeed. Like everyone, I have certain activities that keep me healthy. One of them is sailing. Sailing helps me in all aspects of my life. It helps me succeed because it is an adventure that opens my eyes and makes me confident. This confidence often helps me try new things. And today, I would like to tell you about a national organization helping individuals with challenges. Changing people's lives all over the country. It is called the Disabled Sailing Association. This association is one place where people with disabilities can succeed. It is an organization that has been making a difference to people of all ages for over 20 years. It is key to our communities in Canada. It provides sailing experiences for persons with disabilities, and any person with any disability can join and go for a sail. There are many sailing locations across Canada. This is a topic of interest for me and is often not spoken of enough. I have been sailing with DSA for four years, and in that time, I have been lucky enough to have spoken with many people involved in this organization. Well-intentioned and good people. I was inspired by that. These outstanding human beings led the way and impact countless thousands positively. Some of them agreed to be interviewed for this special documentary broadcast. They include DSA founder Sam Sullivan, who is the architect and creator behind the Disabled Selling Association. Hall of Fame architect Don Martin, who created the first ever boat to be used by persons with disabilities. Board of Directors member Emily Boardman, who helps make all the decisions for this organization. A young 11-year-old sailor named Skylar, with lots of stories to share. And an instructor named Claire Brady, who helps sailors achieve their goals and develop their skills. This instructor was wonderful, and she deserved to have her story told. I felt strongly about Sam Sullivan's contribution to his country, which started with interviewing Sam, inspired me to do more with this. I felt impressed when Emily told me what the board was up to. I was inspired, and it helped me realize how lucky I am to be a part of this great service when I spoke to young Skylar. I also spoke with a major success story in Paralympian John McRoberts, and realized what individuals who started with the essay can achieve with their minds set on it. From sailors for the first time to ones training and involved in heavy competition, all of these individuals are benefited by a sail. In the beginning, Sam Sullivan did not know if an organization like DSA could exist. He could not have imagined what sailing could do 
for persons with disabilities. He himself was living with challenges and wanted to give back to the community which he lived in. Oh, no, at the time we were not even certain uh, a person with a disability like me could actually sail. And uh, we were just making it up as we were going. You know, sailing is not uh, generally believed to be a, an activity that's good for people with disabilities. So it was quite a, quite a miracle that it worked out. Imagine what people would have missed out on if it wasn't for the efforts of Sam and his team. There's numerous DSA programs throughout Canada, which is pretty incredible. So here, West Coast to East Coast, across Canada. And, you know, we all focus on a lot of the same things. We all focus on um, opportunity and increasing quality of life. I think it's pretty incredible that we can do that nationally. Um, there is a national organization called Able Sail Network that sort of the disabled sailing programs. So mm-hmm. their focus of their community and or their um, board is a lot of the same as ours, right? They're sort of overseeing the program, making sure we get it all, all of our statistics and things like that just so we can improve from year to year. Obviously... This program is tightly organized and connected, allowing national success on such a grand scale. There is a national appreciation among all of the sailors, and seeing people have a successful sail is something that the LDSA are thriving to achieve. Um, to, this will be my second year. And um, how many times have you been out on the water? Uh, I can't really count that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um... Do you have fun sailing? Yes, lots of fun. Okay, and tell us about that. Um, I love sailing because I can I it's a chance to be free and have time alone and have fun. Seeing just one keen individual have fun and use the service makes it worth being an instructor or a volunteer or to the DSA board. There is a dream of sailing for persons with disabilities. In any individual, is that dream realized? This organization began when there was a boat given to a man named Rick Hansen. Following the 1986 World Exposition on Transportation and Communication in Vancouver, B.C., it was Canada's second World Fair. The focus of the fair was to celebrate Vancouver's centenary, or 100th year of the city's existence. Rick Hansen was a key person in Vancouver's history. He is an activist and was close to the great Terry Fox, who suffered with cancer and wanted to run a cross-country marathon to raise cancer awareness. His goal was to raise a dollar per Canadian, or what was called the Marathon of Hope. Intending on running across the country, Terry started out in St. John's, Newfoundland, and ended in Thunder Bay, Ontario, where he finally fell to his illness. He died for that cause. But never before reaching his goal, his marathon changed the world. Rich was deeply impacted by his close friend's journey. Hansen decided to take on a similar journey to raise the awareness for persons with disabilities, to inspire a more accessible world. 
he embarked on his Man in the Motion, Man in Motion World Tour on March 21st, 1985. He journeyed across the world in his wheelchair, and he logged more than 40,000 kilometers through 34 countries and four continents. He ended crossing Canada. When he returned to Vancouver's BC Place Stadium to cheer in crowds of thousands and thousands on May 22, 1987, he, his journey raised $26 million for spinal cord research and quality of life initiatives. Like Terry Fox, he was hailed as an international hero. This sailboat that was presented to Rick Hansen was a fiberglass sailboat called the Sunbird Dinghy which was the first to ever sailboat used by a DSA. Rich was given the boat to celebrate his great achievement that his country was so proud of. Rich gave the boat to Sam Sullivan, hoping to put it to a good cause. This is something profound about the Disabled Selling Association, the fact that Sam Sullivan wanted to start this organization for a good cause and for that reason only. Sam needed a location to start sailing. He found a link in the Jericho Sailing Center and was permitted to use it by the city. The Jericho Sailing Center is located in English Bay in Vancouver, BC. This all began in 1989. Well, the big thing about uh, the Jericho Sailing Center, it's a community sailing uh, center. There's uh, a lot of sort of sub-associations at Jericho Sailing in uh, Vancouver's English Bay. But uh, the big thing is it's the whole facility is owned by the city, and it appeals to, oh, from stand-up paddleboarders, windsurfers, uh, and catamaran sailors, dinghy sailors. Uh, it's a, it's a spectacular facility. It's a it's an absolute jewel for the city, and the city has been uh, pretty clever the way they've managed it because they let the different associations basically control the operation of the sailing site, and it's a it's been a great success. Uh, uh, just an amazing feature of Vancouver. A lot of sailors come here; they just can't believe that the that there's a effectively a, a community center that's a hundred percent oriented to the water. In the first year, there was 22 sailors. They were considered pioneers. For the first time, these individuals were able to leave their wheelchairs and behind and take up a sport independently. Well, Rick um, wasn't a sailor himself, and he wanted to be able to have this boat used. So he wanted to honor Margaret Thatcher's uh, contribution and... Uh, so, you know, he just asked me if I would be able to do uh, something useful with it, and I uh, agreed that I would do my best. And he uh, really encouraged me and helped me by coming out to our initial uh, gathering and our, our celebration, and worked out really well. Sam was a close friend of Rich's and had a vision, though he never knew if anything would come of it. Well, actually, I got into government through disabled sailing, uh, if you really want to look at it that way, um, because I was 
with the Disabled Sailing Association, you know, we were trying to um, get more awareness about what we do. And because we were running into problems, you know, a lot of the problems that we came uh, into were um, were government regulations and uh, government policies. And uh, we ended up trying to change some of those. And the more and more we got involved in trying to modify and change government policy, the more we were active in the world of politics. And uh, it just sort of happened gradually, incrementally, that uh, I got more and more involved. And, and uh, of course, you know, the board of directors and the kind of uh, board positions that we get involved with at the different sailing centers, uh, and they, you know, required us to be more aware of how decisions get made. And uh, by getting involved, by volunteering, started to really understand how things, decisions got made at a collective level, and that really put me in a position to run for politics. Sam is now MLA of False Creek. He was mayor of Vancouver from 2005 to 2008. Sam runs a foundation called the Sam Sullivan Disability Foundation, which he has raised over $20 million for and served over 10,000 people with disabilities. He is a member of the Order of Canada. This makes DSA a national advocate following the dream that started by, come by some of Canada's heroes. He had challenges. Well, I had wanted to be outdoors and enjoying uh, physical activity, and then I became a quadriplegic as a result of a skiing accident. I broke my neck and uh, lost the use of my most of my body, including you know my fingers and triceps, etc. So uh, it was very difficult for me to imagine something that I could do. Make no mistake about it. Sam put this disabled sailing on the on the map in Canada, and it's and the programs that have been developed by Sam and the different people in the organization are recognized worldwide. He's an absolute master at putting this thing together. He's a great uh, organizer of people and attracts uh, good people around him to carry out the program. Instead of letting his challenges get in the way, he overcame them by getting involved in the community and making a difference. This positive attitude is mirrored by those who sail with the SA. He knew it was so from the beginning. He is the role model and example youth and people of all ages can take after. If Sam Sullivan's efforts were not followed up by hard work and contribution, the association might have failed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I actually started sailing when I was about eight years old, mm -hmm. and so I've grown up in the sailing world. And I got involved in disabled sailing in 2012. I was one of their instructors there for a summer. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I actually joined in with one of our, got a job with our partner company called Recreation Integration Victoria. So I've been partially overseeing the program and sitting on the board. 
There are many things that was the result of the success DSA shares today. Here are some things that helped DSA out on the right track. Yeah, for sure. Definitely funding was a big one for a new program. Mm -hmm. um, we needed to get boats. So we fundraised a lot and we were able to get some grants that purchased a couple of Martins. Those are mostly the boats we um, and then a little later on, we were also part, um, able to purchase four called access dinghies, and we have a few as well. Um, so I think funding was a big one, big fundraisers. had a lot of community partners that were very kind. So that helped a lot to get our program running. Mm -hmm. And of course, just the Yacht Club, right? They had a lot of volunteers. It's very, very volunteer-driven, so that is a huge force to have board coaches, stuff has really helped kept us going over the years. Emily works hard all year round to make sure that every year for DSA is a successful one, not only for recreation and aggression, but for Disabled Sailing Association as a board member. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do a lot of different things around here at RIV. Um, so we actually have a staff of four year-round, four full-time staff year-round. Um, one is our executive director. We also have an everything else kind of position. Um, we also hire a co-op student from UVic, which is fantastic. So they usually do about four months since op terms. And then there's myself. Um, so I do a lot of different things. I supervise um, a program called development here. Um, we hire our staff to go into the community children one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I do everything from fundraising, general inquiries, our staff. So lots and lots of sort of different tasks. Don Martin. An architect by trade, Martin's influence in Canadian boat building and design cannot be underestimated. His association with disabled sailing began through Sam Sullivan. Sam asked Don if he could create a sailboat to be used by persons with disabilities. Don created the Martin 16. The Martin 16 was more specifically aimed towards persons paralyzed from the neck down. The Martin 16 is now one of the most popular sailboats in the world for its target audience. Used worldwide, and because of its great reach, it has become one of the greatest and most significant creations in all of sports history for persons with a disability. It is the reason why Don was inducted into the BC Sports Hall of Fame deservingly in 2012. He is well respected in the sailing, in the architectural world? Well, it's kind of, with Sam, it's kind of hard to really know what he said, how he talks you into these things. <laughs> He's an amazing individual. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, Don, I need your help. And I say, oh, yeah, and then what next? He says, well, we've almost got it done, but we'd like you to help us. That's so pretty much how, how I got roped into the whole thing. And... About 18 months later, uh, we were sailing. Uh, the 
DSA, and remember there are about 20 of them across Canada, um, there it's a great organization because uh, it just melds all these issues of quality of life and, and activity and, and uh, being able to work with others and, and learning about the uh, nature and about about this ancient uh, thing, uh, ancient activity of failing, uh, and it's all just a positive thing. Well, uh, as uh, many people in the disabled sailing world would know, when Sam Sullivan uh, asked you to give him a hand, uh, unless you're pretty intent on not doing it, you better uh, head for the hills. Uh, but uh, seriously, uh, Sam's a very persuasive person, and he set the challenge uh, to me to design a boat for people with disabilities, and uh, uh, that that's basically what got it started. Paralympics athlete John McRoberts has always been a sailor. He and his wife Jackie are currently ranked third in the world among all Paralympian sailors. But he could not foresee sailing after the kind of injury he sustained. He even thought he would not be able to continue his career. Well, I uh, was living in Toronto at the time. Uh, I moved to Victoria, and the first thing I got exposed to when I moved here was the Disabled Sailing Association and um, down in Esquimalt Harbor. And it was I learned how to sail as a, as a young boy, as an able body boy. And then after my injury, I, you know, I thought that kind of world was going to be over for me. And then there it was. And I uh, went down to the docks. Uh, the boats were in the water. They had all the staff there to uh, accommodate my needs. And the next thing I knew, I was on the water sailing again. And... You know, it was just one of those moments that uh, changed my life because it was one of the very first times I was able to leave my wheelchair behind, right. you know, off the dock and, and and be, you know, this, I kind of forgot about that whole world and uh, the water gave me a whole bunch of freedom and, and then I was able to be competitive in that as well. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a whole new beginning for me. So it was a very, very... Um, and, you know, those chapters are all across Canada, so those those moments are happening for a lot of other sailors as well. Not every sailor for DSA is a Paralympian, but sailing is loved by all involved. Um, why I like sailing is that it gives me a sense of control over my... Um, my day-to-day life when you're in the boat and you're controlling the wind and you're reacting to how the waves are and you're reacting to how the wind changes and you have to adjust your sails. Um, It allows me to know that I'm kind of in charge even though all of these other things are influencing how my, my sail is going. And I think that for somebody with a disability, that's a huge thing because they might not have a lot of control in their life. And the fact that they can go control a sailboat pretty much by themselves is a really good feeling and it gives them a lot of independence. Yeah, for sure. I think it might be a sort of, it definitely is associated with a few different sailors, um, but I think some of the most memorable sailors are the ones that have come, and da- come down, thought, are open to the idea of sailing, 
but not quite sure if they can do it and a little shy and not quite sure how to get in the boat. And then, you know, you help them in and you take them out and then and then all of a sudden they just, they get it, right? You know, sailing can be challenging, but once you have a few lessons and figure out where the wind is going, it's just incredible to see people flying and enjoying it and doing it independently. Fantastic. And also just see the smiles on people's faces, whether yeah. it's going and seeing some seals up on the rocks or healing over from the wind, you know, it's just a fantastic experience. A feeling of butterflies at first is normal. Then you get out on the water. That's where the magic really happens. Um, it's a really good goal for somebody to work on over the summer. If they start, for example, we had somebody come down, never sailed before in their life. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the summer, I said, you know what? I think you can sail by yourself now. And then when they sail by themselves, they can come sailing more often. Right. So... It gives you that feeling of wanting to come back for more and more. Oh, as we were talking earlier about the freedom that's given to me, I, I would think you would do the same for them. They just have to have the comfort zone to get out of the chair they're in and get into the boat. And no matter what their needs are, the, the program, the Stable Sailing you know, associations have great instructors that help you and make sure you're very comfortable and safe. They're not going to do anything that's going to be you know out of the comfort zone but it's just it's just crossing that barrier you know and once mm-hmm. you've done there's no real coming back because like i said like they'll get hooked on the freedom that it has for them you know if anything else they're just going to want to go faster a lot right. of the time mm-hmm. get so casual, yeah. you know yeah, so it's like once you have that yeah, so it's just it's, it's just the that's been my experience is Getting the person out of their chair or whatever, take their leg off or whatever the situation is, and get into the boat. Right. Once they get into the boat, it's there's no looking back. Right. They just need that little, and it's and coming from a person like me, not being the Paralympic sailor, but being somebody in the same situation as being having a disability, and right. so. That's all it needs. If you have an able-bodied instructor telling mm-hmm. a disabled person to get in the boat, they're going to look at them. I mean, this is my own perception, of course, but you know, they're going to look at them and go, yeah, what do you know? I mean, but if you have someone like you or my, I don't know what your situation is, or anybody that has been through it, uh, you know, we listen to each other more, right? And we go, okay, you know, it's not that bad, but it's not for everybody, right? And that's just, that's just the fact, and I can accept that fact. All I want is, or I wish, is that people would just be open to it and not just say no. Many people have different reasons for wanting to sail, but here's a statement from a young sailor who briefly states his praise for disabled sailing. You should come join. It's really fun. It's mm-hmm. awesome. That was a brief statement, but frankly, that's all you need to know about sailing. For many individuals, fun is enough. It gives me a lot of confidence, both on and off the water. It gives me a sense of well-being as I'm doing a sport, and it gives me, it allows me to be more active in my community with being down at the sailing club all the time, as well as being healthy and fit 
um, because sailing is a sport. So it allows me to be an athlete as well as a um, just overall sense of well-being. Uh, it's a great opportunity for um, quality of life, for a, a message of inspiration to the community. It's a, it's a pretty high-profile activity, and it's something that um, is very visual. Uh, certainly is ideal for television and, uh, and uh, you know, to have that kind of visibility as a visual sport that is so inclusive and uh, represents, you know, such uh, inspirational ideals. Uh, it's a great, great way to communicate those messages. I love the, uh, all of the, the assets, the infrastructure, the equipment, the volunteer networks would be nothing without the people who uh, make an effort to do something for themselves. You know, we, we, are, uh, we provide this stuff um, for people to uh, improve their own quality of life. And we love it when people take advantage of it and be, be, you know, be part of it. And it really is what motivates everybody when we have people with disabilities who uh, maybe they're struggling with issues of uh, you know, self, uh, self-confidence. Um, they need to uh, feel better about life. And, uh, you know, we have these opportunities through the Disabled Sailing Program. And, and it's wonderful to see people turn around, change their attitudes about their own future and about their willingness to help others you know it's one thing we find if it's if you really get sucked into the feeling that it's all about me uh poor me and things really aren't as good as i wish they would have been and uh, don't i have a lot of problems that's such an unhealthy negative space to be in and uh, the disabled sailing association provides opportunities for people to uh not only get benefits for themselves, but to reach out and, and uh, give of themselves to others. And that is a really healthy place to be. It is important to realize that making an impact begins from within, and then you can help others. There are individuals less fortunate and more fortunate, but Sam believes in helping others, and that is something we all can do regardless of how fortunate we are. That is a key goal and goes hand-in-hand with the core value, helping others. Sailing is often thought of as a hard thing to do. It involves many different techniques to control the boat and is often thought of as an advanced person's activity. DSA helps prove that anyone can sail. Often at DSA, you will find a group of people who sail with very limited experience. Well, I'd like to say that um, if you can make sailing accessible, you can make anything accessible. Uh, you know, it's a complex sport. It's a difficult sport. 
it's, you know, accessing it. You have to get onto the water. You have to solve all of those problems. And if you can do that, the sailing, you really pretty well can do it with anything. So it's a great inspiration. Skyler is an individual that trusts himself on the water with limited experience. People like Skyler are cited by all involved with DSA as motivation to sail. It is a good sign to see children out having this experience and serves as a reminder to those with some fears when big waves crash the boat because children are spotted sailing. They are seen having fun and being safe in this odyssey. Through my mom. And what did your mom say about disabled sailing? It was really fun, and you should join, and I signed you up already, so it's going to be fun. When I asked Skyler, he had one sentence to sum up his interest in coming back to sail the next season. Of course I will. Awesome. It's awesome. I think one of the most uh, stunning successes was getting people with uh, who cannot actually move their arms and legs at all. Their their disability is so uh, severe that uh, they have uh, they you know use a sip and puff technology, and we were able to use that and and transfer it onto a boat and uh, have people independent. Some individuals with severe challenges can be limited in a way that anyone would find difficult. That is the ability to do things independently. In the boat, they can learn a key skill, the ability to make choices. The fact that this organization is open to everyone helps an individual to share in this experience. Absolutely. No, all ages are very welcome. Um, we have a range of group homes that also come, and they bring a group of people, which is great, so it's a little bit more of a social situation. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple bigger boats that fit about six sailors, and they're able to kind of go out together and, I don't know, just enjoy being included and enjoy community um, within one boat, which is really cool. So, yeah, we've had sailors from, you know, about five years old, I think our hundred years old. You know, all ages are more than welcome. Sailors can expect anything from um, just going for a sail, seeing how it is. Um, they can start learning how to sail. Um, our clients with the Disabled Sailing Association experience a lot of independence when they go sailing. Right, yeah. um, it allows them to get out of their chair, their wheelchair, um, and onto the water where everybody is equal. Um, a sailor with no um, mobility skills can actually sail a boat by themselves with some of our assistive technologies, which is really cool to watch. Um, I'm supposed to only put in 40 about, but um, often there's a lot to do down at the sailing club, so right. I'm there over time quite a bit. Um, maybe 45 to 48 hours a week, generally. Oh, disabled sailing has been an absolutely critical part of my quality of life and uh, providing opportunities 
for me to, you know, participate in my community. Um, and this is what people with disabilities should really discover, is that they need to get involved, they need to contribute, they need to be a part, uh, they need to, uh, you know, develop networks and, and uh, you know, uh, credibility, reputation, and uh, this will really lead to all sorts of amazing <laughs> and unexpected things. I know myself, I never expected that I would be the mayor of Vancouver uh, when I started out with disabled sailing, but if you look at it, that's the path that eventually led me there. One thing on the water you'll experience is some beautiful sights and sounds. You never know who you might what you might see on the water. I went into the boat, did my usual things. Coming, we saw a submarine, so we sailed over to the submarine. We saw a submarine, a destroyer class, another destroyer class, and a cruiser. And then when we came back in, we saw tw- about 20 seals, probably 20 seals. I don't know. I didn't count. Like 20 seals. Mm-hmm. Sailing is now one of the fastest growing sports for persons with a disability. DSA provides sailing instruction. Whether it's in Vancouver or Toronto, as the 20 locations in Canada range across the country, for example, in Calgary, in Toronto, in Kelowna, or Vancouver, it plays a key role in each of these major cities. Founder Sam Sullivan provides an insight as to what sailing can do relating to challenges and hardship. There is no doubt all who sail can understand. Oh, I've had uh, wonderful uh, experiences. Uh, to me, the sailing is uh, is a metaphor for life, and um, what what you you know the the amazing thing is that you can actually be going against the wind, the wind coming towards you, and you can actually go uh, against the wind, and you can do that through. Um, using, you know, using the wind to your own advantage. And so it's a, a, a metaphor for life that, you know, even when things are going against you, you can use those negative forces and turn them around and make them a positive force. Um, one of the clients that comes to mind right now, um, he hadn't sailed at all before this summer, or he had sailed maybe a couple times and then he had an injury and um, didn't think that he might be able to do something like sailing in the same way. Um, But he's actually in the regatta, the Mobility Cup regatta right now, um, and he's competing right now against some of the best sailors in Canada with a companion who knows a little bit more about racing, so I think he's learning a lot right now about sailing and racing, and um, we're all pretty proud of him. The Mobility Cup is a Canadian national championships for persons with disabilities. It is so great to see so many people from DSA join. Many of the people in Mobility Cup start out with DSA. For this, we go back to Skylar. So Skylar, what has made you more confident? Oh, writing. Just because I felt confident I could do anything I wanted. 
Some days I can expect more paperwork. Some days I can expect to be on the water from when I get down there from till when I leave the sailing club. Um, some days people want to learn more. Some days people just want to go sailing. On heavy wind days, we have to either cancel sails or take all of the people um, off of the water if it gets too windy and they're out there already. DSA Victoria is unique to the organization because it is one of the only locations to be on the Pacific Ocean. This makes for an extra special experience at this location on the open sea. Um, well, when a sailor comes sailing, sometimes they're a little bit nervous. Um, we try to make the environment as open and friendly as possible. Um, sailing itself can be a little bit intimidating or scary at first, but um, we try to create an environment where they're welcome to ask questions, they can learn as much as they can, or if they want to just go sailing, they can go sailing and enjoy the, a day out on the harbor, on the water in the harbor. Um, they, When they learn especially, it allows them to have more independence than they might in their day-to-day -day life, which um, one, they, they usually come back. It is very necessary for persons with disabilities to have supports in day-to-day -day activities. Emily spoke about how RIC Victoria makes it easier for caregivers to support individuals and what RIC Victoria can do to support them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we mostly are a support organization. So we do a lot of support within the community through our, one example is our leisure assistance program. Um, so anyone in the community who requires one-to-one -one support or one-to-one -one, yeah, sort of care um, is able to apply for this pass, and you just give us a call. We'll write down some of your information, issue the, you the pass written in your name, the participant's name, and then anybody assisting that participant on any day, whether you're going to the gym or a lot of different organizations within the community who accept our pass, um, it waives the fee of your assistant for that day. Great. So this because we don't think that people who require an assistant should be paying double. Right. They wouldn't be able to go without an assistant. Um, so we make it affordable and available and inclusive for everyone to participate in different activities. Mm -hmm. That's really what the PASS does. Okay. Um, we also have equipment loan service. We have a range of equipment in our basement, um, which is fantastic and out for, for rent. Throughout the summer months, we have a lot of our staff what we do is we provide a week support. Anyone between the ages of 6 and 18 old registered in a camp, provide them a worker basically for the week. Um, we call them inclusion facilitators. So if anyone is also interested in acquiring an inclusion facilitator for next year, next summer, they can contact us around spring break, after spring break. Just sort of jot down your name and where you'd like the support to be and a little bit of information about the child. And then, yeah, the worker comes and meets you and looks after your child for the week, which is great because, again, it's just being inclusive and a lot of kids can't go to camp unless they have that support. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are turned away and they just, you know, they might just need an extra, an extra set of hands, an extra set of eyes, whatever it is. Um, we're able to provide that. 
Uh, with kids, we just ask them how how their day's going, how they want to get into the boat, if they need help. Um, we ask them maybe what kind of boat they want to go sailing in. Um, one of our boats, they're called Access 303s. Um, they're more, you sit side by side and you share a lot of the roles in the boat. So maybe the child can steer, maybe I'll do the steering, maybe they can do the sails, maybe I'll do the sails. Um, but they can see everything that I'm doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, another type of boat is called the Martin 16. Um, they sit in front of me and I sit in the back and I can steer, I can do the sails, they can steer, they can do the sails. Um, I have to explain a little bit more what I'm doing, but the Martin is a little bit faster than the Access. Okay. So that is often something that the kids like. Some individuals who sail can't control the boat like Skylar can. This is where high-tech equipment can play a pivotal role in the experience. One might say there is no level of challenges that is too extreme to overcome. So Skylar, tell us something about the boat that you enjoy. Turning left, that was my favorite. Right, and why was that your favorite? Because I can pull it easy. Okay, so it's easier. Okay. Right. Well, after we had a pretty good idea of what we needed with our with our cockpit, in other words, it's uh, it's not unlike a bobsled the way the boat works. The the sailor sits facing forward, stays in the same position, has a highly adjustable seat uh, which suits uh, people of different statures, uh, and uh, then around that basic bobsled type cockpit, we designed a hull, and the hull we wanted was going to be a narrow so that when it heels over that people could still have good visibility from their seated position and in order to give the boat a narrow boat stability we gave it a very deep keel with a big lump of lead a big torpedo on the bottom of lead Mm. that means if the boat ever gets tipped right over it'll come up virtually instantly just like uh, one of those uh, inflated toys with sand in the bottom when you punch it it, you can't stop it from coming back upright and that was a fundamental part of the design of the Martin 16. Um, We use some straps, we use um, padding. Um, If sailors don't have very much arm mobility, um, we have these things called auto helms um, where you can steer the boat using a joystick very similar to what is on their wheelchairs. Um, We also have something called a sip and puff which allows a sailor with nothing, no mobility below their neck to be able to actually control the whole boat by themselves using um, two straws. One is for steering, one is for the sails, and they can just sip in and out, and it controls the boat. Well, a sip and puff control, uh, back to what we were talking about, has basically two modes. modes. One to control the uh, steering, and one to control the sails. And the sailor has a tube in their mouth, and they can either sip on it or puff on it. And they also have a bulb that's connected to that tube that they can bite on. And the bite changes the modes. So you bite on it, and it shifts to steering mode. You bite on it again, it changes back to sail control mode. So, and you can imagine S&P, that's pretty simple. 
If you want to turn to starboard, you sip. If you want to turn to port, you puff. Mm. You want to bring the sail in, you suck the sails in, or you puff the sails out. And that's basically how that control works. And that control is, people can absolutely bring their controls from their chairs and connect them into our boat. It's designed so that the the boat's designed with an interface so they can take their actual controls and put them onto the boat. Well, the the goal, the ultimate goal, of course, was to allow uh, uh, high quad sailors. That's basically sailors with no use of their arms or legs to sail the boat. And there are a number of different controls. Uh, in fact, there there are a large number of different types of control. Again, that will interface with with the boat. But certainly, the goal is to get high quad sailors on the boat and. And that was, uh, I would say, you know, the big challenge for me when Sam set out what he was, what he was uh, asking me to do was to get a high quad sailor sailing. And we started out with that as the goal, right, right, right at the top. We didn't, we didn't plan on developing into that. We started out with that as our goal. We figured if we got a high quad sailor out on the boat controlling it and bringing the sails in and out and hitting the starting line with other guys and coming in first in the race, that the other user groups, the other sailors, maybe, as I say, a amputee or, or with some lesser disabilities, would be able to sail the boat as well. But the high quad sailor was our first goal. And I would say that one of the biggest changes that we've had uh, particularly in recent years, is the differences in materials and engineering that we have. Not so much in design, but the materials and engineering capabilities that we now have allow us to do things in design that we never could have thought of before. So we're talking about using carbon fiber and uh, different kinds of honeycomb cores, building the boats in ovens, uh, things like that. And those abilities, the ability to make those light, strong structures uh, allows us a great deal of latitude in design that we didn't have uh, when we were building things out of wood or uh, early generation fiberglass. Here is what is expected out of an instructor. For instructors, we've been hiring on average about four people a year, four instructors a year. And we do mostly, we, well, we do look for qualified instructors, so that's anyone sort of with their can sales certificates um, and first aid certificates. And so, yeah, it's just a fantastic experience. That, as I say, that's how I began myself as a sailing instructor at DSA, and it was just a fantastic summer. You know, it's a 12-week position with a great support, being outside all day, playing in the sun. So, yeah, it's a really great opportunity, and we're always looking for new applicants. Mm. So we usually start hiring for that in about February or March. It became clear to me not only how much it means for a sailor to have a sailing experience, but how much it meant to the instructors to be able to assist in someone wanting this great experience, and how close a working relationship can be between instructors. Um, it gives me a really good feeling of satisfaction in knowing that I'm helping somebody. Um, yeah. It's really rewarding. I come home from the end of the day, and I feel happy with, I think about all my sailors and how they've progressed and how their days had gone and 
um, yeah, it's it's really great. Um, the instructors definitely become more of a second family than coworkers. Um, we start we spend a lot of time together, and at the beginning of the summer, you kind of get to know your team, and then as the summer goes on, they become the people that you talk to about how your day is going, about how the sales went. Um, they're really reliable for if you are having maybe a bad day and you need some help, or if you just need somebody to talk to, we're very much a team down there. Often parents are hesitant to commit their kids in such high-impact activities. Claire's job is to make sure the person involved is safe and she must earn the parents' trust. Her approach is simple, yet it makes sense. I usually say, I usually tell them exactly what I'm doing down on the dock, especially if, they're, if their child needs a lift. Um, and then I usually explain to them like my role in the sailing boat, um, that it's not gonna be a high pressure situation for their child. And usually the parents are really keen on seeing their their kid go out on the water and having fun with all the other sailors out there. The Disabled Sailing Association, it is often led by persons with challenges in leading roles at regional and local associations that want to make an impact on society and help the organization grow. I have sailed with DSA for many years, and I can tell you it has meant the world to me. It has given me the level of freedom and inclusion I have never had and would never have had without them. Many individuals have told me they feel the same way. They also feel that that experience of sailing has greatly improved the level of participation a person has in their communities. True for everyone is the need to try new things. This is especially true for persons with disabilities who are often limited in what they believe are possibilities. It, has, it was obvious to me that DSA provides a great service and opportunity, and DSA is growing every year. Who knows what it can achieve in the future? Sam Sullivan's vision was to give back to his country what his country had given to him. A real sense of what life can be like in Canada despite living with a disability. In the end, DSA is all about their sailors. From brave individuals who are nervous to get into the boat at first, who then experience such a valuable and life-changing adventure. There is no limit to how many times you can go sailing in a season. Some sailors go every week. There are those who can't move their bodies at all, who learn to use the SIP and PEF technology and control the boat with their breath. Those sailors whose only experience of real freedom is through the movement of the boat. To like those like John McRoberts who go on to be legends in the sport. But one sail is never the same. Each sail is a unique journey. Here again is Skylar. Where did you hear about disabled sailing? Through my mom. And what did your mom say about disabled sailing? 
It was really fun, and you should join, and I'm signed you up already, so it's going to be fun. Great, great. It's very fun. I do it, too. It's, it's great for people of all ages. Hey, there we go. <laughs> um, how long have you been sailing for? Um, two, This will be my second year. And um, how many times have you been out on the water? I can't really count that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, do you have fun sailing? Yes, lots of fun. Okay, and tell us about that. Um, I love sailing because I can. I it's a chance to be free and have time alone and have fun. Right. Um, what sorts of things have you seen during your time out sailing on the water? I went into the boat, did my usual things. Coming, we saw a submarine, so we sailed over to the submarine. We saw a submarine. A destroyer class, another destroyer class, and a cruiser. And then when we came back in, we saw tw about 20 seals. Probably 20 seals. I don't know. I didn't count. Right. It like 20 seals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite instructor to go out on the water with? Chris. He's really awesome. He, yeah. He's really helpful, and he taught me a lot this year. Yeah. Tell us about Chris. More about Chris. He likes to talk and have fun and loves the water, and we have a lot of fun out there. What would you say to other kids about um, disabled sailing? You should come join. It's really fun. Okay, great, yeah. Do you think that sailing has helped you become more confident? Lots. Okay. To try new something new? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love trying something new all the time. Okay, and what, um, what have you tried that was new that was because of sailing oh writing just because i felt confident right i could do anything writing. i wanted okay and do you think you'll go sailing next year of course i will awesome it's awesome great well thank you for joining us today no problem and have a great day have a good time out on the water you too okay thank you bye peace out to conclude sailing is only the start and beginning adventure in the lives of human beings. Skylar is just one example of someone who has a great hobby and skill now in writing. It helps develop friendships from one connection and activity to the next, and there can be nothing greater than living a life and developing as everyone I talked to for this documentary has and who has led down this path. Well, it's not far down. Not fun.